That was the band Wobbler from Norway, a band that was started in 1999, still going strong in 2020. That was a song by the Banks from their album from 2020, Dweller of the Deep. Before that, we heard a short piece from their 2009 album, Afterglow. The name of the piece was The Haywane. That was Wobbler. Before that, we heard a song from a progressive collection from 2014. I don't know the original date of the, the work or the group. The name of the song was Random Acts of Science. It was an all-star prog lineup featuring Rick Wakeman, Jerry Goodman from My Vision Orchestra, Nick Turner from Hawkwind, and Jimmy Haslip from Alan Holdsworth and Yellow Jacket. Next, I'd like to play a band that was formed out of the Royal College of Music in 1971. The name of the band is Griffin. This is their 1974 album, Red Queen to Griffin 3. The name of the song is Checkmate. Thank you. 
placement of line, perfect uniformity, long bond, sterile, quick, slow, swell along, port, pimping, speed. Sword, remark, make, sink of antic, toga, virales, book, will, coracoid, copper, brown, glow. Tides send up line, nowhere on parameter cross, found, make, torn, hit, show, and rearrange the second bend line. Little, 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 little
was Yezda Urfa, a band that came out of Chicago in 1973, put out two highly acclaimed albums. They sound kind of like a cross between Yes and Gentle Giant. Really all over the place, they take you on quite a ride. We heard two songs from their album Sacred Baboon. The last song we just heard is Cancer of the Band. Before that, the name of the song was My Doctor Told Me I Had Doggy Head. Both those songs by Yezda Urfa. Before that, we heard Patrick Moraz, his 1976 album The Story of I, with Intermezzo. Now I'm going to feature three songs from the band Shadow Circus, formed in 2006 in New Jersey, and they're still going strong. You could say they belong to a loosely defined genre of Prague called Symphonic Prague. Many literary references. It's a formidable outfit. We're going to listen to first a song from Welcome to the Freak Room from their album 2007. The name of the track is The Horseman Ride.
was Shadow Circus with the song Willoughby from the 2009 album Whispers and Screams. You're listening to Mutiny Radio, and I'm your host, Junior Jenkins, here at the Gates of Delirium, bringing you the best, most esoteric, and more or less most overlooked progressive rock from its golden age from 1970 to 1977. All the way to the present day, progressive rock is alive and well and an antidote to the Justin Bieber's of the world. Once again, my name is Junior Jenkins. I am sitting in again for the other guy who continues to be wrestling with some kind of existential crisis. We hope he makes it out soon, but if he doesn't, well, he's just going to be like... Many of the rest of us. Soldiering on. Our next song is going to be from a band from Finland. The name of the band is Hydria Space Folk. They were formed in 2001. Kind of like a mix between Kingston Wall and Osric Tentacles. If you know what that means, you're my kind of person. This is from their 2007 album, Symmetria. The name of the track is 322, Hydria Space Folk.
That was Hydria Space Folk from their al- 2012 album Astronautica. The name of the track was Endymion. Before that, we heard their 2007 album Symmetria, and the name of that track was 322. Going to stay in Finland now with a band that was formed there in 1991. The name of the band is Kingston Wall. We're going to hear two or three tracks from their 1993 album, Two, which, believe it or not, was their second album. The name of this track is Two of a Kind, Kingston Wall. Thank you. 
That was Kingston Wall, band from Finland. Last track we heard was from their album Two, which they put out in 1993. That was called Istvan. Before that, we heard Two of a Kind. And then, oh, the most recent one was Could It Be So? Before that was Istvan. And then the first was Two of a Kind. Three from Kingston Wall. This next song is from Jethro Tull. From one of their classic trio of medieval Prague songs that they put out in the late 70s. This is just a moment here while I this is called Dunringill. And the stormwatch grows in concert of kings as the white sea snaps at the heels of a soft prayer. Clear light on a slick palm as a misty of the day. Slip the night from a shade, make, make a marked card play. We call twine at hours down from a heaven.
here we are at the Idaho Prism Gathering, and Dharmika is going to play us a song that she just wrote. Feet on the earth again, grass between my toes. I can see the sky again, how the forest grows. Birds chatter up the creek, rapids sing a rolling song. Sun peaks behind the clouds, oh, it's been so long, been so long, been so long. folks this is finch and it's tuesday again which means it's time to bring you another episode of always free radio the live internet streaming radio show and archived podcast that brings you songs stories and news from around the world from rainbow gatherings and the people that love to attend and participate in them
You can listen to Always Free Radio by tuning in live any Tuesday from 4 to 6 p.m. San Francisco time, that's Pacific time, on mutinyradio.fm. Just go to mutinyradio.fm and click the play button to listen live. Or, if you missed the live production of the episode, you can download our archived recordings of all past episodes for the last year and a half or so by going wherever you get your podcasts and searching for the title of the show, all one word, always free, spelled A-L-L-W-A-Y-S-F-R-E-E. And again, that's all one word. Always Free comes to you weekly out of Mutiny Radio from San Francisco, but also for the last couple of months has been coming to you remotely from places as far off as France, Italy, and Copenhagen. Uh, I've been traveling around and I've been to a couple of the Rainbow Gatherings in Europe this summer, and uh, this week's episode is going to be another collection of field recordings, uh, some of which I took at the Pennsylvania Prism Gathering, some at the Idaho Prism Gathering, and some at the European Rainbow Gathering in France. Uh, There have also been several recent articles about rainbow gatherings lately, and so you're going to be hearing me reading Rainbow in the News, articles from the gatherings in Pennsylvania, New Mexico, France, and uh, up in the Alps in Italy. So without further ado, please enjoy the field recordings from the rainbow prisms and from rainbows all around Europe. Musical Art of the French Teepee, August 2nd, from La Depeche.fr. A huge teepee is erected in the middle of the forest. Matteo enters, takes off his shoes. The hardest part is finding them, he smiles. Inside, another fire is burning. Places in the French teepee are expensive. Once seated, all you have to do is open the hatches. A mystical atmosphere emerges from it. On that day, songs are performed in Indian. The instruments used come from the same country. A woman begins to sing. She wears a long feather on her face. It is transcended by the sounds that resonate with zithers or sanfurs. Someone starts to follow her. Matteo specifies, There are different teepees in each rainbow. The one who brews the most people this year is the French. Yet, it is not necessarily only locals who come to share their music. The melodies are linked. After a while, two violinists settle down. They stick perfectly to the rhythms imposed by the other musicians. One of the two is of Russian origin. She came especially to France for this extraordinary event. She masters her instrument to perfection. Never a crooked note, always in the right tempo. The last song ends. A man pushes the others while apologizing. He begins to sing on a poorly tuned guitar. The community struggles with their songs, and so is the fire because it is slowly extinguished. The cold takes its place in the teepee. 
The, guitar the guitarist has just finished. Others take over. The evening will go for a long time, maybe even until the early hours of the morning. Forest Service helps restore Rainbow Gathering site. Friday, August 13th, 2021, by the Albuquerque Journal, by Teresa Davis, journal staff writer. Peace, love, and latrine cleanup? The Carson National Forest in northern New Mexico has asked visitors to tread lightly along Forest Road 76 after the agency restored a site where thousands of free spirits gathered earlier this summer. The Rainbow Family of Living Light held its annual gathering from late June through the first week in July on the Camino Real Ranger District near Taos. Forest Service teams estimate about 5,000 people camped out during the event's July 4th peak when the group prayed for world peace from sunrise to noon. Groups of more than 75 must have a permit for forest events. But Hillary Markin, a Forest Service spokesperson, said that the group refused, claiming that no one member can represent them in the permit process. In lieu of a permit, we worked with them to minimize environmental damage, Markin said. The group first told the Forest Service about the planned events uh, days before arriving on the federal land. 
The agency responded by treating the incident like a fire or other natural disaster with a resource protection plan, management team, and rehabilitation plan. The Rainbow family could not be reached for comment about the event and cleanup. According to their website, the loosely affiliated group expounds a vision of cooperation and coexistence for the healing and betterment of humankind. Annual events that draw global participants are a chance to cleanse, rejoice, celebrate, and become in beautiful ways. Markin said the forest team worked with the Rainbow family during and after the event on a watershed-focused effort to protect soil health, water quality, archaeological sites, and sensitive wildlife species. About 20 Rainbow affiliates stayed behind after the event concluded to ensure the group cleared out and cleaned up. It involved removing trash, man-made structures like ovens, fire rings, swing sets, and mounding the latrines so they don't settle in a way that would create depression and catch water, Markin said. Restoration work also included reseeding and mulching bare earth worn down by campers and covering up user-made trails. We're already starting to see plant growth from that native seed mix, which is really encouraging, Markin said. Forest Road 76 is still in bad shape from rains and increased use, Markin said. The first Rainbow Gathering was held in 1972 in northern Colorado. Before this year, events had been hosted on the Gila National Forest in 1977, the Carson in 1995, and the Santa Fe in 2009. All right, we're at the Idaho Prism 2021, far out in the mountains. My name is Bobby Mojave, and I have a story to part. And this has to do with a man I met who passed away a few years back named Billy Sean and he was here at the start of the gathering and he told me his story about how he helped you know with the beginning in the creation of the gathering in his own special way so Billy Sean was a man, he grew up in San Diego, and started the first free food vegan restaurant. And, you know, they had a free food plate option, you know, it went up from there, and they charged on a sliding scale, depending on where you felt you were on the scale. And it was really something different for the mid-60s to late 60s. So, he started his thing out, and they would do a lot of theatrics. So they were they were really into stopping the killing of animals and having free vegan food for everyone. So he would get into the the middle of the street with these mannequins that he would that he made. And some people might be familiar with these stories. That they would stop the traffic in the middle of San Diego in the busiest intersection. And the only reason he got away with this is his dad was the police chief. And he says that. That's kind of why they were doing it. Kind of even to push the envelope, you know. They, they knew they could get away with it. You know, and they, they w wanted to promote their business, too. It was a big thing, you know. So he, um, they'd get these, uh, like, paper mache animals and fill them with, like, red dyed liquid. And they would drag them to the middle of the intersection and just start stabbing them with knives dramatically and get the women to just hysterically scream and it was blood curling and people are like they're not driving they're they're like oh my gosh it's in the newspaper and everything but freedom of speech 
So that was very important also in the court cases for our right to, you know, do something like stop traffic for a moment. You know, they weren't trying to really blockade. And then they kind of ended it with a little come to the vegan restaurant and see what it's all about. You know, not like, you know, they had their business, you know, and that's what it was about. So it was kind of like a m advertising. Free speech advertising is where it came out, and they, I think they won in court. I'm not really sure about all that, but he really, he smiled when he told me that story, I remember. And I love to hear his story. So he tells me about one time, the start of the gathering, and there's just word going around that this big thing is going to happen. Like the next Woodstock or something, who knows, but everyone doesn't want to call it that, but it's good, they want it to be that, but then it's like there's no headliners, right? So his friends, they were all artists, too, down there. And they made a lot of those trippy psychedelic posters that you see for, like, a concert. So they would draw all those crazy bubbly letters and stuff. <clears throat> There's lots of people doing that, and they kind of had their own way of doing it. So when they got the word that this thing was going to happen, they made posters and sent them out all over the country. So people started seeing these posters that this thing was going to happen. And that's a big reason why so many people came. And if you ask some of the people, especially some of the people that didn't even know it was still happening, they'll be like, oh, yeah, I saw it on a poster in X city. And so that's a, that's a great story to hear. Really, Sean, bless his heart. And I hope his spirit is smiling on us right now as we listen. Sentinel, August 15th, 2021, obituary for Susan Reed. Susan Reed was born March 25th, 1955, in Aguadilla, Puerto Rico. She passed away August 15th, 2021, in Nagadechi, Texas. She lived a remarkable life of love, adventure, song, Christianity, friendship, and optimism. She lived in many different places, growing up with her military family, including Puerto Rico, New York, Warner Robins, Georgia, and Fort Worth, Texas. Part of her formative years were significantly shaped by her mama and papa, where she spent her summers fishing, gardening, and playing in Center, Texas. Once she finished high school, she began college at Stephen F. Austin State University and took nearly a 30-year break to raise her three children. At times, she worked three jobs as a single mother to care for her family. She later finished college and went on to earn a graduate degree in rehabilitative counseling. She became a vocational rehab counselor and was an advocate and resource for the people she served. Her interests varied from camping, gardening, and taking in live music, to later placing much of her energy and focus on church and ministries. She was a founding member of the Christian Women's Job Corps in Nagadachis and served on other volunteer boards in similar capacity. As part of her church group, she helped collect clothes and toys for orphans in Mexico and brought her grandchildren to help with this ministry. She positively impacted many lives. 
Susan leaves behind her husband, Randall Reed, to whom she had been married for 27 years. One of their favorite ways to spend free time was listening to and periodically enjoying live music. Toward the middle years of her life, as her children were near grown, she and Randy brought them to see the mountains of Colorado and many beautiful national parks of the West. This was part of a window in her life where she was passionate about peace, love, and rainbow gatherings. Susan was given the name Songbird because her singing would often fill a room with her beautiful voice. She loved the open road and the freedom it provided. Just last month, she and two of her grandchildren went to Mount Rushmore, other parts of the Dakotas, and other Midwestern states. Susan was extraordinarily dedicated to family and a very passionate woman. She was a pillar of strength and the matriarch of her family. If you knew Susan, you knew her to be kind, forgiving, and passionate about Christ. No matter your status in life, she accepted and loved you. She helped raise three of her grandchildren, and two were still in her care upon her death. She is survived by her husband, Randy Reed, three children, Jennifer West, Spring West, and Jacob West, and wife, Lauren of San Antonio, and seven grandchildren, Joel Rhodes, Christopher Wilson, Sonny Williams, Cheyenne Morris, Jadiana Morris, Caden West, Savannah West, and Ethan Hyman, and two great-grandchildren, Evan and Difference Ann Rhodes. She will be dearly missed. There will be an end-of-life celebration for Susan on Saturday, October 25th at the Pine Creek Country Inn located at 1851 FM 2782, Nagaduchus, Texas, 75964. The gathering will be from 12 to 2 p.m. We would ask that all that join to be fully vaccinated. Please call or text 210-380-0164. That's 
where everybody sings loud. Let the way of the heart.